Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. You can be in the world, but do not become of the world. Then you are free. The mind must be in the world. That is where we say, try to have a detached outlook, disinterested outlook. Of course, this is very difficult. I always say this, but still many misunderstand it. It's not a neglected life. It's not an irresponsible life. We must remember that. In fact, a really detached person will have a very important, very responsible life. It's the other way around. He feels the responsibility. That's why the moment we desire to live for others, for the sake of others, we desire to eat for the sake of others, think for the sake of others, That is what is happening all over the nature. Only the human beings are exceptions. All others in their nature, they live for the sake of others. Nothing lives for themselves. A tree grows not for itself not for the sake of its own enjoyment, but to give you the fruits. A plant grows to give you the flowers, to decorate your altar. A candle burns to give you the light. So you can see this sacrifice in everything, each and everything in this life. That is the law of life. Everything, see this pillar, the column stands there to keep the roof not to fall on your head. If you go and ask the pillar, we will say, I don't want to say that, but I am doing that job. They don't want to take the credit for themselves. But only the human being wants to take all the credit for himself, even if he does a little. He wants a great honor, a great credit. And if people do not appreciate enough, he even finds fault with them. Oh, ignorant. They don't know the value. I just throw pearls before. <laughs> because you don't get the reverence or you don't get the great honor or the appreciation, you pull them down. You say, oh, they do not know how to appreciate these things. Why do you say this? Because you don't get the appreciation. 
That shouldn't be. So in all our actions, this must be the basis. Am I doing it for sake? Am I eating it for sake? Am I living for my sake? The answer is always comes as no, 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 no. You are free. You can never get bound. You are always happy. Nothing on this earth can make you unhappy. It's not just mere words. Many who have really understood it are living that happy life. Today, right in our midst, it's not a thing that is impracticable. Every one of us can practice that. Can be happy always. The nature or God never wanted us to be unhappy. But we care to be unhappy. We want to be unhappy. That's not his mistake then. So it is our own makeup. Ten exactly. So, all right. This will be the last question, and then we will spend a little time in meditation. Yes. Well, you can make them understand but they, uh, that they are the cause for their present unhappiness. You can explain it. Suppose uh, it is difficult to say in a general way But still you can say, if a person is unhappy, you make him understand why he is unhappy, because he expected something from somewhere or from somebody. He made some appointments and he didn't get it or it didn't come through, so he is unhappy. And he puts the blame on that person. See. If you make an appointment to go to a place at 10 o'clock and you come out of the home at 9.30 and get into a cab, even the heavy traffic will make you unhappy. It's a common thing to get blocked by the traffic, is it not? I say, a terrible city, my goodness, how many thousands of cars on the way? as if you are first time seeing the city and the cars. Why? Because you are getting delayed. <laughs> See? 
You blame the city traffic. You should have known the traffic and you should have allotted enough time to reach early. When you did not do that, you blame. So, the blaming the city traffic is caused by your appointment and you are not planning properly, is it not? Who is responsible for this? You. So, if you make that person understand that, I say, why do you blame that? If you do not expect anything from that man or from this person or from this, you need not blame him. You have made the appointment and because it didn't come through, you say you are disappointed. So just put him, give him this formula. Tell him, your my dear friend, the cause of your disappointment is your appointment. Hmm? See, the cause of your disappointment is your appointment. You made the appointment and you got the disappointment. You wanted it and you got it. <laughs> if you do not make appointment, you need not get disappointment. Simple enough. That, by that way you can make him turn inside. But it is very difficult. We, we are always ready to make the others enemies by our faults. So by that way, he not only lost his appointment, he will be losing his friends also. It's a double loss. <laughs> so there is no other way except to think in these lines. It's all thinking, thinking, thinking. If you think in the proper lines, you can solve all the problems. This morning I was talking to uh, a, a psychiatrist or a psychoanalyst and he was talking to me about all fixations. He told me a lot of fixations and I was in a fix myself. I was wondering, what is this all fixing? <laughs> then, I, then I recollected, yes, the process of fixing comes in photography. You make a picture, you go and process it and you fix it. Why should you make the picture? Why should you go into the dark room? Why should you develop it and then fix it? See? The fixing comes... After you made the picture, after you developed it, is it not? Our fixations are nothing but deep impressions in the mind. That's all. How did it happen? You allowed that to go into the mind. Now the impression is there. And if you want to remove it, 
bring a deeper impression. By this deeper impression, the previous impression is erased. Is it not so? Suppose a scorpion bites you, stings you, you feel the pain too much. You shake your hands and you jump. Oh, it's painful, painful. The best way to remove the pain of the scorpion sting is to put a drop of salt water into the eyes. I'm, I'm teaching you some medicine. <laughs> well, nothing will go wrong. Only for a moment you will think that the, the entire fire has come into your eyes. But that will take your mind away from the scorpion sting. You will forget the sting and you will be thinking of your eyes. The eyes will burn a while and of course after a little irritation and the water coming out, the irritation will go away. When the irritation of the eyes go away, you have already forgotten the scorpion sting. See? So both go away. This becomes a catalytic agent. Likewise, if you want to take away one fixation, put another deeper fixation. Pradibaksha Bhavana, last night we were talking about this. An opposite thinking. That is why I say, Raja Yoga is psychology for excellence. It's age old. Some say 5,000 years old. Some say even beyond that. There's nothing new. There is no fixation That is difficult to be eradicated if you know the yoga well. You become your own psychiatrist. It is possible. Because you understand your own mind very well. You analyze the mind piece by piece, you become an engineer. Whenever you see anything wrong in the mind, take it out, wash it completely, clean it, put it back. You can do that. You can always keep the mind free from. That is why yoga is taught. Yoga is to be learnt. Not just to keep your six-footed frame upside down or in a horizontal position or to twist it this way or that way. That's all right, physical, very good to keep you fit and slim and nice. And, but beyond that, 
mental. Mind is the one that makes the man. So you have to mind the mind. Once you are free from the mind, you are God. Once God is bound by the mind, He becomes man. That's why the equation is God plus mind is man. Man minus mind is God. Or in other words, the image of God plus mind is the man. The image of God minus mind is God himself. So that is the God in you. God made man in his own image. That means you have that God's image or the God's spark or the God's portion in you. If you separate your, that God's portion from you, you are God. And that could be done only when you know the different working levels of the mind. What is mind? How does it function? What are the different stages? Become a mechanic of the mind. You should know every bolt and nut and screw and spring of the mind. Then you become the master mechanic. Then your journey is very safe. So now let us still our body first and then the mind. And if it doesn't want to be still, let a part of the mind, the bright side of the mind, watch the other part of the mind and see what is happening within. You will see fantastic things coming out. You might have wonderful trips around. But still see where it goes, how it functions. What is the quality? That is what you call meditation. You become the witness. You watch the mind. You see what's happening in the mind. Whether it is sleeping or jumping or dancing or revolting. So in meditation you understand the true nature of the mind. Then you can work out easily. So let us do that now. Of course, to bring a peaceful attitude, we will repeat the peace chant first for a while.
Peaceousness unto all. May there be peace unto all. May there be fullness unto all. May there be prosperity unto all. Asatoma Sat Gamaya. Tamashoma Jotir Gamaya Unreal to real. Lead us from darkness to light. Lead us from death to immortality. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. 
Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.